0: donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas they added bacon to their bacon canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon or canadian bacon and chipotle seasoned bacon get two dollars off a large bacon duo or any large pizza use promo code 2 donato's every piece is important hello everyone and welcome to the boyfriend proof podcast this is your host monica asmi I have a great lineup of guests who are ready to share their hashtag boyfriendproof story on this podcast. So before we introduce our guest for today, don't forget to follow boyfriend proof podcast on Instagram. And if you want to be a guest on the next episode and you have a relationship story that you want to share, please send me a DM. Or of course, if you want to stay anonymous, you can send me an email of your story to read on the show. My email is boyfriendproofpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to have you guys on my show. So, today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. Her name is Paris Herbert Taylor. She is one half of the Aged Like Milk podcast where her and her co-host David Rogers discuss and critique films that they describe have gotten rotten over time. Hi Paris. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Do you want to just like tell everyone about you? Yeah, perfect. So um,
1: as Monica mentioned, I'm one half of the Age Like Milk podcast. Um, we started podcasting uh, a couple months ago, and we're having a lot of fun just looking at films that have aged, uh, yeah, gone bad over time. But I also work in the entertainment industry. I live in Los Angeles. I was most recently a producer's assistant on a Netflix film that's coming out in 2021. Wow. And, yeah. And I, I write, I um, make little shorts, you know, just like a lot of people, I'm trying to figure out where I fit into the creative world. Uh, and uh, podcasting is a great avenue. And I'm so glad that you and I connected.
0: Yes, I love it, and so many people are just out here trying to find a creative outlet somewhere because you know everything kind of stopped with COVID. It's like, how's your quarantine been? Totally, and I think that's
1: why podcasting has kind of exploded. I mean, I know I'm listening to a ton more podcasts. I know that, like, you know, you and I both are starting podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, quarantine is a challenge for everybody out there. I think you know it's it takes a toll on the mind, body, and spirit, and I've just been doing a lot of like reading and writing and I think, you know, we're so fortunate to have such great, you know, television and film available to us, but I know that it's really a struggle for a lot of people. So, you know, it's just about, it's just about staying sane and safe and hopefully, you know, solvent. That's what I keep saying. Like,
0: right. So Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I just want to thank you again for coming on the show and reaching out to share your hashtag boyfriendproof story with everyone on this brand new podcast. I really wanted this podcast to be, you know, available to anyone out there that has a story to share and, you know, that might inspire others to do the same. Totally. So when we were talking a little about your story and your relationships and stuff like that, you included this phrase, when one door closes, another opens. So let's go back in time a little bit and kind of walk us through your relationship with your ex-boyfriend. Totally.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that the phrase, when one door closes, another opens is usually applied to opportunities and specifically like jobs, Mm -hmm. but I totally believe that that is completely applicable to romance and relationships. Right. So To walk you back, I've been in LA for almost four years now. I'm Australian originally, um, but I was living in Toronto, Canada for about six years. Mm -hmm. And I was dating a guy for like two years. We lived together and he was also interested in the entertainment industry. And of course, LA being one of the sort of meccas of entertainment, we had this plan to move out here and to, you know, really try our hands at our careers And we packed up all of our stuff and we like, you know, put a bunch of stuff in storage, sold a bunch of stuff. We ended up going to Thailand for a month for a holiday because it was winter in in Toronto. Actually, my mom also lives out there. So we got a chance to see her and we had been there about a month. And, you know, we're like talking about our plans of like when we were going to move to L.A. We really didn't know anyone. We didn't have jobs lined up, nothing like that. We just knew that we wanted to go out there. and. Uh, so I came to LA and I think I had been here about 3 weeks and he was like I am not coming I am going to stay in Thailand. Oh wow. <laughs> and that was like, you know, quite a shock, yeah. but um and I was pretty heartbroken, you know, obviously that was the end of the relationship. He was, you know, wanting to do his own adventure over there and I I think I told you I dated around in LA for about a year. I was on all the apps. I went on some really you know, strange dates where I was like, who is this person? And, <laughs> and then, um, I was actually at a onesie pub crawl in Santa Monica. Um, so it's this pub crawl where you have to dress in a onesie and they organize like all these bars. And wow. I saw this really cute guy in a koala outfit and <laughs> because I'm Australian. I was like, Oh, Hey, like, are of you course. Australian? <laughs> right. And he wasn't. Um, but unfortunately, and, <laughs> unfortunately he was American. He just was in you know, koala clothing, (laughs) but uh, then our groups like kind of stuck together for the whole night. And he was like, you know, can I have your number? Can I take you out? And now um, it's been almost three years and we live together and we have a dog and, you know, we're super happy. But I remember like, you know, thinking when I first got kind of like had a breakup, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, you know, especially like you always think like, this is my person. What am I going to do? How am I going to bounce back from this? And I am so grateful that we broke up. And I'm so grateful that I had my year of being single, because in that time, I just like, I think, you know, a lot of my single friends that they, they need to learn to date themselves. Like you need to learn, like, what do I love? Like, who am I? And why would anyone want to date me and just like, have fun with it. And it's such a cliche, but I swear, like. The moment I stopped looking and the moment I was just having fun, like, I mean, Jesus, I was on a onesie pub crawl. This guy like taps me on the shoulder and the next thing you know, like, here I am in an apartment with him forever because it's quarantine. So
0: (laughs) of course, yeah, I find that so interesting that like literally when you stop caring and stop trying and you just like let go then it like just comes to you and finds you. And it's like the most weirdest places, yep. like the weirdest time. And like during like your breakup with the guy, Um, did you really like, did you feel that like, it was just the end of the world for you? Like, I know so many people feel that way. So how did you like navigate those feelings? Oh my God. Well, and I would just like to say that like I have had,
1: a few serious relationships. And every time we've broken up, I've just been like devastated. I've done, I don't know if you subscribe to the secret, like I love it. I believe in putting things out there, but like, I would like try to manifest this guy back. And I would like, you know, write myself (laughs) letters as if it was from the future. Like, I'm so grateful that he's back. But the thing about things like the secret is that you cannot manifest a person or a specific thing. It has to be like a feeling and, uh, you know, positivity. And yeah, I really feel like the guy that I have ended up with is all of the things that I wanted and more um, without me even knowing it. But, you know, for people going through breakups, I think there is an element of like, you are allowed to cry and fall apart. I I usually like give myself like kind of a deadline though. I'll say like, okay, I'm allowed to be really sad for a week. And then you got to get up and you got to shower or like, even during the day, like if I was still feeling sad, like six months later, which I was, and it's totally normal. It was like, you you just get caught by a wave of sadness. And it was like, okay, I'm allowed to get in the shower and cry for like 10 minutes. And then I got to put clothes on and do something productive. You know, like it's just managing those things because of course, you're going to be sad, you know, of course, but nobody's going to be able to find you if you're in your apartment crying, you know. Exactly.
0: Right. <laughs> so
1: my thing was always like up and at them. Sometimes I was right. not feeling it and I would go to a thing and I would come home and I would be like, wow, I would feel really crap about that. But
0: yeah, at least I was out there. I love what you said about that. Like, you know, like you really just have to like boss up a little bit and kind of just, you know, manage your feelings. I love how you said you give yourself a time limit. That's so funny.
1: (laughs) Sometimes you, sometimes you do need to be a little bit tough love with yourself, you know, especially, I mean, if you're fortunate enough to have people around you that like can give you the tough love, like if you live with your parents or if you have, you know, your friends and family close by, I was in a completely different city and I had a few contacts here, but none of my like really deep friendships. And so I kind of had to be that voice for myself. And I do think, you know, if it comes from you, like Mm -hmm. it can be really, yeah. Like you boss up, like you said, you're just like, okay, get out of bed now one foot at a time
0: yeah and it's so crazy like kind of like moving to a completely different place that you you know you're not really familiar with and like dealing with those emotions you know like I've been there like you know moving to you know a city and like you're kind of just so lost in it too and it's like oh my gosh like what do I do like I'm going through this breakup like how did you feel just like being in Los Angeles like without him
1: I mean, I think it's a blessing and a curse. I think a lot of people who have breakups, you know, you're always worried that you're going to run into your ex or you see familiar places that like might trigger a memory of them. So on the one hand, it was great because this was a place that he and I had never been together. We had completely, you know, it was kind of like a fresh page, like a fresh slate. But on the other hand, um, it's hard. Yeah. Because you need that support around you. And I was very lucky that I you know, met some great people here who like listened to me and I could always reach out to my friends back in Toronto and in Australia, but in a way it was nice to have that separation. And I'm not saying that everyone has to like run away and move somewhere new
0: right. for <laughs> a
1: breakup, but like, if, if there is a piece of advice there, it's like, join a hobby that like has nothing to do with your ex or like, yeah, right. make some new friends that you, because When you're in a new place or a new hobby or a new, you know, in a new friendship, they don't know the baggage. Like you actually get to control the the story of like it, you know,
0: when you were deciding to move to Los Angeles with him, like, did you feel anything in your gut that, you know, he was kind of shaky about it? Were there like any red flags that you recognize? Or was this just like, he just decided, you know, I'm not coming.
1: You know what? That's a great question. I think there were, and I think, I think in a lot of relationships that are maybe like ending or have just ended, you look back and you're like, wow, that was so obvious. Like with the perception of time, Right. um, he was definitely, I, I think the thing that people need to know about LA is that like, I love it here. It's such an amazing city, mm-hmm. but it is not a city that is going to gently welcome you in a soft cotton ball, you know, like right. it's a real hostile city, the same as like a New York or a London or like any major city where there are people who are, you know, striving to get ahead. Um, LA, I always say like, gives you back what you put out. And to be completely honest with you, my ex was a little negative and he wasn't, really committed to the idea. He was a little older than me, maybe not as hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, And LA is a city where you do have to hustle. Like, you know, in the pandemic, like I've started a a podcast, I have another like non-narrative podcast that I'm making. I've like made a short film, I've been networking, like of course like it's the pandemic and everyone is allowed to just exist and be sad and like the world's falling apart right but 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 I'm surrounded by people who are putting things out there and just hustling and and so yeah I think looking back he wasn't committed and I kind of created this narrative that he was as as excited as I was to move out here and Mm -hmm. I think people need in relationships it's like you know we're expected to love the person for who they are, but it's also okay. Like if that person isn't what you're looking for, it's okay. If the relationship ends, like don't try to build this narrative in your head of like who this person is, just be honest with yourself, you know? And it's like, at the end of the day, like I am super grateful that he and I broke up because it allowed me to have, I had to stand on my own two feet, you know? And I, and I met someone who wants the same things as I do. Like he's out here. He's not from here. He's hustling. Um, but it's really hard to be honest about who people are around you. I think that's something that really doesn't come until you're like much older and you've met a lot of people.
0: I'm like so curious about your life in Los Angeles, honestly, because like, like people who like see Los Angeles and like television shows and Mm -hmm. movies, and like you said that you were in the entertainment, you're in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. Like, is it really what it looks like on, on TV? I think it depends on like what, you know, what you're watching. Cause like,
1: you know, La La Land is like so (laughs) over the top. I mean, LA is a city just like any other city in some ways. Like I'll never forget. I think I had been here for about three or four months and I was doing my laundry on a Saturday and I had this weird brain shift where I was like, oh my God, like, even though I'm living in LA, which is like the center of entertainment and like, there's celebrities around and whatever, like you still have to do the mundane things like laundry and take out your garbage and like go to the post office. It is a beautiful city. People are attracted to it because of the warm weather and you know, it's love. It's very like picturesque, but there are other cities that are much more affordable and livable. Like Toronto, for example, is an amazing city. I love it there, but if you want to work in entertainment, like in my mind, this is the place to be because you do, you know, run into people, obviously pre pandemic, like I would, I would be in the coffee shop and I would just get chatting to someone at the table next to me. And it's like, turns out they're a producer or, you know, I remember going to this little bar party and talking to this guy and he was so low key and he had been like the sound designer on, I think like guardians of the galaxy or something. Oh my goodness. Like, like people just, yeah. People just have cool jobs because this right. is where they're, they're based. And if you come from a place where you didn't grow up with that, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm from Sydney. Um, mm-hmm. you don't, yeah, I think it, it can be kind of like overwhelming, but it is also just a city. You know, there are kids that go to school, There are people who work in hospitals here. Not every single person is, you know, famous or trying to be famous. It's also just a place. So yes, in some ways it is very glamorous and you see Rodeo Drive. And, but you know, like I've been here for almost four years and I still get like really like, like excited when I'm driving. I had to drive um, somewhere and I went like took a weird street and I ended up on the street with all these like Beverly Hills mansions and like (laughs) you're just like this is so crazy this is just like 90210 or whatever (laughs)
0: like show. Right definitely that's so fun I like I can't even imagine being there like I've I've kind of like I've been there like a couple times I just like I can't imagine living there. I just feel like, and like the things you hear about it, like people are so fake and like try, like try dating uh, in Los Angeles. It's like the worst thing ever. And I know you said you were like on the app, like dating around, like, oh my gosh, I bet you have so many stories.
1: It's funny, you know, people in Toronto as well, like my Canadian friends, a lot of them were like, oh, it's so fake there. And even my ex kind of said that stuff. But again, I think LA is you get back what you put out. Like I'm a very genuine person. I don't like to play games. I'm not superficial. And so I feel like I've attracted like a fantastic group of friends. And, And the thing about LA, I'm sure it's similar to other cities. It's like, you get to know one cool person and then they introduce you to their friends and they're all cool. And it's kind of like, you kind of like vet by association, but yeah, with dating and the apps out here, it's all bets are off. I mean, (laughs) you know, we always like my friends and I was, and I have friends that are like trying to be actors and they are completely, mostly normal people, but you would meet these guys on these dating apps and they're like, I'm an actor. And you don't want to be a dick, but you're like, well, what have you been in? You know, like, are you an actor? or Are you like a Trent? Cause you know, like I would love to be a full-time professional writer, director, producer. Like th- those are the things mm-hmm. that interest me. But if someone, if someone says, you know, what do you do? I straight up say I'm an assistant or I work, you know, like, I think people need to be honest about their jobs. There's a, a little bit of this thing in LA where people just you know, I'm a writer and it's like, cool, what have you written? And they're like, oh, well, I'm trying to be a writer. It's like, so you get that on the dating apps, like (laughs) just just be real. Um, But also, yes, there are a lot of people who come out here and LA is a very transient city because I think a lot of people come out here and they're like, I'm going to go, I'm going to try it for a year. And if if I don't like make it big, I'm going to leave. Um, LA they say you have to be here for like five years before you're even like one sort of foot on the ladder and really it's probably more like 10 years before you start to see any kind of a success so yeah there were definitely a lot of people who I think were trying to like date to like make it in the world and it's like hey I'm nobody like don't don't try to don't try to like climb the ladder with me um right So yeah, it's pretty wild. And like, obviously, thank God, I haven't been single in about three years. Um, But I do have single friends. And I, I hear it's a minefield. You know, like, I don't know, I think dating around the world is difficult. I think LA and New York are supposed to be like more difficult, just because there are so many people and everybody's so busy, and everybody like is focused on their careers. But I just think everybody's maybe a little bit sick of the apps as well. Like, it's just such a swipe right. culture. Like every, it oh, ne- you know, next, next, next. And it's like.
0: Right. Well. That's what I always tell people about like Tinder and like all the apps. like, And then like, I just feel like people treat it like kind of like the Bachelor show and the Bachelorette. Right. They're kind of yeah. just like, I have 50 men and women to choose from. And I'm just going to go on dates and I'm going to act like I'm the Bachelor and I'm the Bachelorette. And it's just like this game of like recycle. Right. And I just think, yeah. And like you said, it just happens everywhere. It's just like, it's like, but the culture of like Los Angeles and like the entertainment world, I feel like they glamorize it so much. So It's like, we see so much on social media. Right. So I think that's so interesting. Like how, how did we get here? Like, how did this happen?
1: And I think you're right. Like social media. I mean, listen, we can, you and I connected on Instagram and I love Mm -hmm. Instagram. I like, I think like a lot of people, I like mindlessly scroll and I see something pretty and I'm like, Oh, I love that. Or, you know, I'm, I'm I'm big into interior design. Like I love like scrolling like houses that I'm like, Oh my God, look at this bathroom. Oh my
0: goodness. (laughs) You know,
1: social media is also like such a vice too, because there are so many people trying to pretend that they are something that they're not And I know that there's a documentary out right now, which I have not seen called The Social Dilemma.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: You know, and the people talking about like the unhealthiness of being addicted to social media. Um, Mm -hmm. And I agree, like it can be, you know, there are a lot of people in LA specifically. It's a very, like, there is a lot of affluence here. There's a lot of money. People come here and they pretend to be something they're not. But again, I just think if you are who you are, like I love... Uh, Jamila Jamil she's an actress she's on Mm -hmm. The Good Place She's very uh, vocal about like you know being true to who you are and the, the problems with social media and I think if we were all just a little bit more honest with each other I think it would flow into dating as well and then we could be we could find real genuine connections versus like who someone's trying to be
0: Exactly yeah I just feel like there's and also there's like so much like going on with dating and like Instagram in particular when it comes to like you know who are you following what pictures are you liking I've just been seeing so much of that and like that causes so many problems in relationships I don't totally. know if, I don't know if you've seen or if you're on TikTok at all there's like so many trends of like
1: where it's like what color were her pants or whatever right
0: and it's like, it's like, and they like film it and, you know, like kind of exposing relationships online and like ruining them. And like, it's just right. a mess. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, I don't even know. It's just, I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it. Oh, it's totally. so funny to watch, honestly.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, and I just, I do think that that's a little unhealthy, like testing your significant other like that to right. shame them publicly. It's like, you know, like I mean, I trust my boyfriend implicitly. Uh, he's a very, you know, straightforward guy, which is something I love about him. But mm-hmm. like if he got distracted, I mean, like I don't even I'm the first time I saw that trend and now I obviously know to look for it. But like I was mesmerized by the girls like fantastic ass, you know what I mean? Like how <laughs> right. like it, I think it's so silly like, you know, okay, great, your boyfriend like thought that girl had a great bomb like that's great. Like that doesn't mean he's cheating on you or something. It's just very strange.
0: (laughs) Right. That's yeah. It's so funny. I don't know. Like, and I just feel like that's something that's like super brand new. Like I've never seen that recently. Like just like, I feel like we're all bored during quarantine and we're just like picking fights left and right. And I was like, Oh my goodness. That's so insane to me. Like, Oh my God. And then, uh, just like going back to, you know, you dating and like all this stuff and like finding your work and like all this stuff. What is like one thing that like pops up to you that like, that you learned about yourself through dating? through dating or yourself or like just anything that like really like you want to like kind of share that like you've learned. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um communication is like huge. I think it's important to share, you know, your expectations. I know that there's a lot of gray area with people dating. Um, you know, co- to be completely honest, like my boyfriend and I like the first 6 months is always kind of weird because it's like are you seeing anyone else? Are you seeing anyone else right. and And you don't wanna be that like crazy person that like after a date is like, oh my God, so are we getting married? But I do think, you know, communication is huge. And just like, if you are not comfortable dating multiple people and you're not comfortable if the guy or girl you're seeing is dating comfortable people, like you don't have to be crazy about it. You can just be really honest. And I think, especially during the pandemic, that's obviously, you know, something that you have to be like conscious of because you really can't be around a lot of people but right. um, i definitely found like with my partner and 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 like some of the guys i dated who i thought like oh maybe this could go somewhere just by being up front and saying like listen i you know you're great but i'm not i don't want to be like an option i don't want you to just call yes. me late at night like i'm actually trying to find something real um and then like te- you know technically in terms of la like being single for a year was not that long. I have friends who've been single for a couple of years and it's just like, they can't figure out how to find the right person. Um, but yeah, communication is huge. And also like knowing your value, I kind of touched on it a second ago, but don't ever let anyone treat you like an option when you're treating them like a priority, you know, like you have to be, hold enough self-worth to realize that what you bring to the table, whether it's your company or conversation or whatever, like that's valuable and no one should ever make you feel like it isn't
0: right. And like, I love what you said about like, just like being upfront with someone, like even on like the first couple dates, because I feel like nobody really talks about it's like, if you literally like, don't want to fully commit to one person, that's totally fine. Just, you know, don't drag me and like some other people in it.
1: Oh, it's gonna say, well, you as well. You may not feel the connection that strongly. And like that's why we date. Dating is a is to get to know different people and to see, you know, who fits into your life and who you want to get to know more. So if you personally want to keep dating like multiple people, that's, but then I think you also owe that conversation to the person as well to say like I like you, I'm interested to see where this is going. But I, and you don't have to say a number, you don't have to be like I'm also dating four other guys, right? But you, can, but you can be like I'm just you know getting to know people right now, and you know blah blah blah. And if that guy that you're talking to is really into you, maybe then he furthers the conversation and says, well, I really want this,
0: you, you know, like it's just it's right. a give and
1: take, so.
0: Exactly. And I'm, and I'm so happy that you're, you're in a very happy and healthy relationship right now. Um, just tell us all the things that you love about your current relationship right now. Oh, God, I don't want him to listen
1: to this and get a big <laughs> head. Um, you know, my boyfriend is extremely kind, and I think I never realized how much that meant to me. Um, yes. He is the type of guy that would literally help out anyone, help out a friend, He's very generous with his time. He's very generous with his friendship, which is something that I just think is so attractive in a partner. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely have dated some more like self-involved guys and that was just not for me. Um, My partner is, yeah, he's super generous. He's super funny. I don't think you can have a relationship or at least I can't without humor, You know, especially in the current climate. Like the fact that we've been able to kind of keep a smile on our faces in a in a small confined space uh that's huge um he's also really intelligent I think being able to have good conversations with people is huge um you know you you sort of said before like LA can be kind of a superficial city and I think I think that is true I think that's true worldwide and we also are a culture that like really prizes like Good looks and like, you know, fitness and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And of course, you want to be attracted to your partner. And I totally am attracted to my partner. But I'm also like really glad that, you know, I was, because I mean, when I met him, we were in these giant onesies. Like I really couldn't (laughs) see (laughs) what he looks like. And it was just his personality that really attracted me and, you know, his humor. This, my boyfriend's like six foot and he's just as a giant koala and i and just like running around being silly and i just thought you know yeah you want to be with someone that you can have fun with i think life is long um but also things like the pandemic can happen and you want to be with someone that you can spend that time with and who can keep you sane um yeah so those are some of the things I love about him
0: I just think it's so crazy how like you just like you know you're dating around and like you like you're dating around in apps and then like you just suddenly meet somebody like in person in the flesh and I think it's just so beautiful like you could just naturally actually meet that person and I feel like Some people don't think that you can meet people naturally anymore. And I think that's so sad. Well,
1: it's a funny story. So unlike my second date with my boyfriend, uh, we were sitting on my balcony having a drink and I was showing him some pictures and he's like, oh my God, I feel like I've seen that picture before. And it turned out we had matched on Tinder like months before.
0: What?
1: uh, And we had never chatted and never met. Don't ask me why. But (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, you totally can meet people in person. I mean, I know a lot of people would prefer it that way. Obviously the current climate makes it difficult, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, like I think the apps are a good icebreaker for sure. uh, Cause it just like throws you into the path of like multiple different people that you wouldn't necessarily have, you know, walked past or been at the same event as, Um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously like a onesie pub crawl isn't really a hobby, but like I definitely, my my ex-boyfriend that I was telling you about, I met him at a short film like competition, this thing called the 48-Hour Film Festival. Mm-hmm. So I knew we were both into film, um, you know, and I think if you, it, it, people need to get out of the comfort zone and like definitely think that trying new hobbies is always good once the world reopens. But right. um, finding something that's like a common ground is really valuable and that can kind of happen online but it also can happen in person
0: definitely and as far as finding yourself after a breakup what are some of the things that you did to kind of find yourself and what kind of advice do you have for people who are you know trying to heal from a traumatic relationship and finding themselves again I mean,
1: always be kind to yourself I was very you know there's a, a really big like uh, negative like feedback loop in a lot of our heads. And I think um, sometimes it comes from the way we were raised or it's just kind of like society's pressures, especially for young women. It's like, you know, have the perfect face and body and hair mm-hmm. and boyfriend. Um, and so when something goes away, you feel like you're a failure and all this shit, you know, being kind to yourself. Like sometimes things don't work out for a reason. You know, I've missed out on jobs that I thought were Amazing for me, and then mm-hmm. they didn't work out, and then like the, my dream job would show up around the corner. Or, um, it's the same with guys, you know, like a relationship ends, and you're like, What am I gonna do? Like, this guy was perfect for me, and then they you guys break up, and then a year later, you meet someone else, or two years, or three years, or ten years, you know, right. and it's just I, I truly believe that the path, you know, is already there, and you just kind of have to trust the process and obviously make active decisions. and. And do things that I always say, like go towards the thing that feels good. So, like if you're going back to an ex and it feels bad, that's probably like your internal compass telling you that that's not the right kind of move. If you're going out and having fun with your friends, even though you're sad about like a breakup, but it feels good to be out with your friends and having fun, like keep going towards that because that is literally what I did. And just by saying yes to random events and going places, like you know, I met someone amazing. Um, but healing does take time. It's such a cliche. And I was always like, I wish I could just speed up time because, you know, you don't want it to hurt anymore, but just know that it's a process like day by day, you're, you're building on, you know, the good stuff right. and therapy is great. I don't think there should be any stigma around that. Like if you're sad, you know, talk to somebody, um, talk to your friends and family. I always journal. I have all these breakup journals where I just like this. <laughs> you know, word vomiting. Just That's a, a good idea, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, I think it's such a cliche and people go, oh, I hate hearing like you'll meet someone when you're ready. But it's true. Like it's so true. I think that people who are, you know, needy and desperate, not saying that anyone who's had a breakup necessarily is, but if you find yourself thinking that you might be coming across that way, you emit like a kind of energy. Whereas if you are admitting like, you know, fun and happiness, people are attracted to that. And then, yeah, the pressure is kind of off because people are just coming into your orbit anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's a very long process. And I feel like people who are in unhealthy relationships, some people, you know, just go back after a breakup too, because they feel safe and it's their comfort zone. So it's kind of like hard to just remove yourself or remove toxic people from your life in general. Yeah. For sure. And I think
1: sometimes as well with relationships, it's like when someone leave or like wants to leave your life, sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to let them, you know, whether it's a toxic friend or a boyfriend or, you know, I've had certain family members who I haven't spoken to for a long time, because at the time it was like, this relationship is hurting me. And, right. and I think, you know, at the end of the day, like the people that want to be in your life, they will be. And I remember thinking that even with my ex, like he was trying so hard to like, leave me and, or not leave me, but like we were breaking up and, you right. know, I, I was making all these like concessions. Like I was like, should I move back to Thailand to be with you there? And like, should I, or I'll move yeah. back to Canada. And thank God, uh, he kept saying, no, no, no. Like, And, and then my parents were like, this is crazy. Like you're finally living the place where you want to live and chasing your dreams. But I do think you, if people want to go, you have to let them go because there's a reason that they're exiting. And like I said, one door closes, another opens.
0: Do you think that like, if he said yes, come, would you have like not ended up in LA? It's very possible.
1: It's very possible that I'd be, um, you know, I think- I think once you break up, this is my complete own opinion. I have never gotten back with someone that I've broken up with not once in my life. And I've had, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of serious relationships because I think once you close that door, unless it's been a long time, like let's say you break up with someone and then you reconnect like a year or two years later after not speaking and you've had time to grow and heal. I think if you, if I had gone back like straight after my ex and I had broken up, we would have broken up again. Like, there was something not right in that relationship. There was an imbalance. Um, I'd like to think that the strength inside me would have stayed, but everybody knows when you're hurting, you want the hurt to stop and you think that that person is going to fix it. But really the hurt comes from all the negative talk that we talked about, like in -hmm. our heads, you know, the self doubt, am I going to die alone? Like all this stuff. (laughs) And, 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 you know, you can't ask someone else to fix that. That's something that you have to fix in yourself. So it is possible I would have left. And that would have been a huge mistake because I never would have met my guy or adopted I my know. dog. Or oh my gone. gosh, you adopted a dog? Yeah, we have, we've had our dog for two years now. And, you know, he's the best. I mean, good things come out right. of bad things all the time.
0: Of course. And if anyone is listening to this, you are able to find yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> I wish
1: I wish I could show you guys I've I've filmed myself like sobbing to camera and I eventually was like, I'm Oh dele- my god, I'm deleting these. These are negative to have in my phone. But like we've all been there. Like if you could have seen me, I was a mess. And yeah. And then, you know, the day after I was a little less of a mess. And then maybe the day after that, I was more of a mess because I was like, oh, my God, I like, you know, went backwards, but slowly bit by bit, like, it's just one foot in front of the other. And like I said, heading towards the things that feel good, and kind of letting the things that don't work go and not trying to make them work.
0: It's just yeah, it's just hard and like it's oh my god the sobbing the video sobbing I see that all the time on TikTok and it like makes me so sad yeah <laughs> because I've been there you know I've like I've like you know it's like a joke at this point I feel it's like when people like you know you're going through like you know a relationship that makes you really sad and you just open up your social media and you want to just show your friends like hey guys I'm crying again woohoo mm-hmm. and it's like it's become a joke there's nothing I- wrong with sharing you know you crying but it's like there's totally, a, there's gotta be a point where you're like, okay, I'm putting my foot down. I think I it's, it's
1: like, it's like, what's the motivation, but behind the crying video, like if you're <laughs> crying on camera, like I never showed anyone those crying videos. I, I, I think I essentially filmed them. Cause I, you know, like people want to express their emotions yes. and that's why we have art and stuff like that. People pour themselves into that. I recorded myself so that I could go back like months later and be like, oh my God, I'm so, you know, like how far have I Your improvement. Yeah. Right. But I definitely think like people that are sharing that online, if that's how they feel that they can connect and be honest about themselves, then that's, that's their decision. But like, if you're posting a video of you crying, hoping that the person that, you know, you broke up with, sees it and then takes pity on you and like comes back or it opens up a dialogue or some kind of thing. <laughs> I think that's when it's really unhealthy. Like, you know, you never want to kind of trick someone into reaching back out to you right. or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, because honestly, like exes always do come around. They too, do, right? they always
0: come back. They come,
1: they reach out and they're like just checking in. And I'm always like, please don't like I am a big fan of the block delete. Like yes. every relationship I've had is like block delete like you've got nothing else to say to me I've got nothing else to say to you and anything else is just me like trying to creep your Instagram figure out who that is what like what's going on and it's like and then and then also like maybe you post stuff of yourself that because you're like hoping no. that they'll see it but like again the best way to move forward is just one step at a time and you know don't I mean if you need to pretend to be happy on social media and that's a part of your process that's completely fine but how about just be actually happy like snap a pic of you actually doing something that you love or, you know, move towards the things that feel good. Like if you're posting a picture of you and like 10 guys to try and make some, you know, some person online jealous, it's like, you're probably going to feel good for a little while, but then also feel a bit gross because it's not authentic. It's not exactly. genuine. I
0: like what you said. Don't like manipulate people. I feel like that's so big right now. Like people actually try to manipulate the situation for them to come back. And it's just not healthy in any way. No,
1: no I mean, again, like whatever your process is, but uh, you know, social media is not like loving you back, you know, like right. we, all kind of curate this life and like what we, you know, what we're interested in and, and like who we are. And it's just, I mean, you are who you are. Like your energy is your energy. And none, none of that comes across really on social media. Like people will meet you and like you for who you are. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, the manipulation is, in the breakup thing, I think it's a stage we all go through. So if you're like are listening to this and you've just recently posted a photo where you look amazing because you're hoping your ex will see it, like don't beat yourself up. We've all been there. But yeah. just know that you don't have to do that. You know, like you do still have so self-worth, even if you only got five likes on Instagram or whatever.
0: And if they do come back, you know, and if you work it out, then that's fine too. You know, just gotta totally. make sure that, you know, it's for you. And like you said make sure you're happier or even better than before. If you go back to that relationship, you shouldn't be sad in a relationship. I definitely agree with you on that. (laughs) Totally.
1: And also like, don't forget that like, if you go back to an ex and that's the right person for you, then great. That's amazing. But if you're just going back because you're afraid to be alone, I always use this expression of like, think of like your, your romance as like a garden. Okay. And then you have this plant there and the plant dies, that's your relationship ending. The mm-hmm. only way, and I'm not a gardener, so maybe this is wrong. <laughs> someone's like, someone's like, no, that's completely great. Um, But like, I am always saying, like, you need to like rip out the roots, you know, you need to like make sure that the soil is healthy and like fresh so that something new can grow. Like nothing new can grow if there's this like dead withered plant like hanging around in the background, which, you know, could be an analogy for your ex. Um, but you know, also like plants can come back to life. But if you are nurturing like your ex-relationship and you're back with them and maybe it's not quite right still then nothing else can grow whereas like yeah if you just kind of like cut it off oh my
0: gosh I love that artistic vision that's so interesting (laughs) now that we're ending do you have any ending thoughts that you like to share with everyone any ending thoughts um I mean
1: I'm not a relationship expert so you know take everything I say with a a grain of salt you know I am in my early 30s and so I have dated a lot and um, I live in a city where yeah there are a lot of like strange characters but (laughs) I think the thing is just to keep keep hopeful you know I never gave up on dating I mean when I say that like as soon as you stop looking the guy comes along like I wasn't looking, but you know, I still was on the apps. I was still saying yes to dates here and there. But I think I was just more kind of like cavalier about it. I was like having fun with it. And that I, I mean, dating should be fun. You know, if you're not feeling it, don't go on the date. Like if, yeah. you, if you if you want to mope around and be sad and watch Bridget Jones' diary or I think my go-to breakup show is always um there's a BBC version of The Pride and Prejudice. It's came out years, and oh, years really? ago. Oh really? Oh my god. Yeah. Goodness. It's got Colin Firth in it and you know it's just like kind of old timey and very yeah. dated very dated like there's no, yeah. people, there's no people of color there's no queer <sighs> storylines but you know it was something that i used to watch and be sad about um and i think if yeah if you don't feel like dating don't but if you're like feeling like a little confident like you want to get out there like do, just do the stuff that feels good and um that's kind of my main advice and and don't forget that yes one door closes and another one opens of course and, you know and just It it may not open on the timeline that you think it's going to, like, you're like, oh, well, Paris, you know, was single for a year, and then she met the great guy, but it's like, that could have easily been five years, 10 years, you know, like, there are are people falling in love with their first loves in their nursing homes, and they're eighty. And does does, does that make that love any less? No, absolutely not. Um, And I hope that those people weren't waiting around for that person. I hope that they enjoyed their first 80 years. (laughs) Um, Right.
0: But yeah, yeah, that's kind of my advice, I guess. I love it. Yeah. And don't start, don't just date people just because your ex is dating people and you want to do it out of spite, you know, that doesn't end up good at all. Don't do anything out of spite, anything, anything rooted
1: in hatred or spite or, you know, for a particular reason is always going to blow up in your face. It it might feel good in the moment. And you're like, ha ha, I won. Like I'm (laughs) with someone. It's a lot of competition. Right. And at what cost? Like, what if your perfect person is out there? And then they're like, Oh, she's seeing someone again. Like you've got to let things have room to breathe and, you know, and just being genuine and authentic to yourself is always going to be preferable.
0: Yes. So, oh my gosh, Paris, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so,
1: you know, I'm so supportive of all the women doing podcasts, like, you know. Yes.
0: I love it too. Yeah. There's so many different podcasts that women and men are doing. There's like so many different ones. I really just wanted this one to be like people sharing their stories and their advice and just talking about relationships you know, I'm not an expert either. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm only 23. So, <laughs> so it's like, I'm, a, I, I really want to hear, you know, people's experiences as and people's relationships and kind of like sharing that on a platform, you know, the good, bad, and ugly. I think so, that's great. I mean, listen, someone has to be the platform.
1: Someone has to be the, the conduit. And, you know, I have my film podcast and I am not an expert in film, but like the discussion is the fun thing to listen to. And it, it also gives someone permission, like, you, you might have someone that's listening to your podcast who's like, I'm super depressed, but like now I'm hearing all these other things like and, and you know, like that's it. Like we are, I have to feel like we're connected and like we're not alone. So I think it's yes. great that you're doing it
0: thank you and if you guys want to listen to paris's podcast it is aged like milk podcast and they have they're all over on social media twitter facebook and instagram their twitter is aged like milk pod and you can listen on spotify and all of the things Yeah. Yes. So I'm so happy you came on the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I have so many awesome guests coming up to share their hashtag boyfriendproof story. So stay tuned for that. And once again, if you or someone you know would like to be on the show and share your story, shoot me a DM on Instagram at boyfriendproofpodcast, and we'll be back soon for another boyfriendproof story. All right. Bye, everyone.